This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Defense Department's attempt to award a cloud computing contract known as JEDI has become something of an epic drama. The show hit intermission, though, last month when a federal judge issued an injunction stopping work DOD had started with winning bidder Microsoft. How did Amazon, the losing bidder, manage to get this injunction? For analysis, we turn to procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And Joe, what do we learn from this injunction and the process that led to it? Well, the evaluation took place. And as we all know, Microsoft got the award over Amazon Web Services and uh, Amazon protested. And uh, last month, the Court of Federal Claims, toward the end of the month, issued a uh, preliminary injunction. What that does is it freezes the procurement from going forward, the contract from uh, being performed, while the court considers the merits of Amazon's protest. Uh, so it's not a final decision, but it is. it does hold things in suspense until that final decision is rendered. And uh, very recently, the court issued a redacted copy of its decision, so now we know why the court did what it did. And we do know that it had nothing to do with Trump administration alleged interference, but it was very much something in the bids and evaluation process itself. Right. There were multiple issues. That was the one that obviously got uh, the most attention. But uh, the one that, that led to the determination of the preliminary injunction had to do with the technical evaluation. Now, the court didn't rule on any of the other issues, but it felt that this issue alone, this technical evaluation issue alone, was sufficient to justify the injunction. Uh, Basically, it concerned one of the requirements, and the solicitation said that offerors had to provide, uh, under this requirement, quote, highly accessible, unquote, storage. And the solicitation defined that as online and replicated storage. And the question is, did Microsoft uh, propose online storage? According to the court's opinion, it proposed something else. What that was was redacted. Presumably, what they proposed was near-line and or offline storage for that requirement. And uh, in spite of that, the DOD technical evaluators held that what Microsoft proposed was acceptable and it was, quote, technically feasible, unquote. Now, Amazon protested and said that that did not meet the solicitation's requirements. And the government and Microsoft defended against that protest ground on two points. First, the government tried to argue that it could determine Microsoft's proposal was acceptable simply if it was technically feasible, whether or not it met that requirement. The court didn't find any evidence in the record to show that the technical evaluators applied the requirement for highly accessible storage as it was defined in the solicitation. So the court basically stuck with the language of the solicitation, uh, and it it did not find any evidence that the uh, evaluators felt that uh, what they had done was exercise some discretion about the flexibility in the term when they made their determination. So that issue looks like it's a winner for Amazon. We're speaking with procurement Uh, attorney Joseph Petrillo. That's a strange one, because when you think of cloud computing, in a sense, everything is online. And for Microsoft to offer storage that is in some storage, I don't know, array, perhaps, that is not always online, but you're only going to access it through the cloud, through the lines to the cloud, 
So in that sense, there's nothing in a cloud that's not online. I guess it's hard to picture. It is indeed hard to picture, and and having it redacted makes things a lot more complicated and uh, confusing. But at this point in the procurement, since things might possibly go for another round of bidding, the court doesn't want to prejudice the acquisition by disclosing Microsoft's solution, and Microsoft certainly has asked the court to do so, and they did in this instance. The second defense that uh, was raised was that Amazon's own proposal shared the same defect, but the court disagreed with that and held that Amazon did, in fact, propose online storage for, for this requirement. Now, having found that there was this problem with the procurement, the court had to determine that Amazon was prejudiced, and it found that it, that it was in two ways. First of all, if the Microsoft proposal didn't meet the solicitation requirements, well, uh, and Amazon's did, clearly it was uh, prejudiced by that. And secondly, there was a substantial price difference that resulted from this, and, and the evaluation documents uh, bore that out. They said that Microsoft had a very big price advantage in this area, that was the result of its technical solution. So the court felt that Amazon was uh, hurt there as well. Interesting, um, because when you have the old data center model, that is why people took storage out of direct online memory and put it into jukeboxes of optical drives or whatever it was they used to do, or tape even earlier than that, because it was so much less expensive to store material there. And if it was, say, in an optical jukebox, that data would take a few seconds to mount and get online, as opposed to instantaneous access if it's in memory. And so I guess we're seeing a kind of a mainframe model type of issue coming up here, from what I can understand. I think you're, you're hitting on a very important point, which is that whatever it was the Department of Defense wanted, um, they didn't express it in the solicitation in a way that gave offerors flexibility about how they met the requirements and also you know, gave the department flexibility about how it evaluated those requirements. Uh, they appeared to be asking for something very specific, and when that didn't show up in the proposal, it was a problem. And finally, uh, the Defense Department said, well, national security means we should go forward with this, and the court considered that but determined that the Department of Defense could continue to perform its functions using the existing systems it had in place, and the injunction would simply delay its migration to this better system, but uh, wouldn't prevent it from performing its functions. Uh, that being said, the court did require Amazon to post a bond for $42 million to cover potential uh, damages suffered by the Department of Defense, and Amazon did, in fact, post that bond. So the injunction is in, is in place. Yeah, so there's an injunction, but also the bond from Amazon. So what happens next now? Well, there's some interesting decisions the Department of Defense has to make. Um, Does it try to appeal the preliminary injunction? Uh, If this were a preliminary injunction issued by a district court, it would be appealable. Um, I, I believe that's the case for the Court of Federal Claims, but I haven't checked. But if it does that, um, and prevails, the the case might still be upheld when it is litigated on the other issues and on this issue as well. So getting rid of the preliminary injunction doesn't really solve DOD's problem. Alternatively, DOD can say, okay, let's go forward. Uh, We've got a chance to win on the merits and try to litigate that case. Given the court's ruling, they've said uh, that um, Amazon has a likelihood of success on the merits and DOD's defenses so far have been unsuccessful. 
um, it would have to hope to change the judge's mind, I think, on that issue and win on all the other issues as well to prevail. I think the other alternative DOD has to consider is taking corrective action, which would probably mean here amending the solicitation to make clear what it is it's looking for and either clearly prohibit or clearly permit the kinds of solutions that Microsoft and maybe other offerors had proposed. Sure. And then accept revised proposals. So that means that in one scenario, Microsoft could alter its bid to look more like Amazon's and then possibly lose its price advantage, or Amazon could add whatever it was that Microsoft did and come down in its price, which could make the whole thing kind of wide open again. Absolutely. There are a lot of moving parts here, and uh, DOD has some tough choices to make. Joseph Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. Thanks so much for that sort out. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.